Good morning and welcome to a very special edition of Backstory with me, Noreen Meir. I say it's special because it's a happy birthday backstory you're about to hear with someone with a Guinness World Record. That's right, Uncle Ray is turning 90 this year and in the year 2000 he was awarded the Guinness World Records for being the world's most durable DJ and he is still breaking this record every night on his program All The Way With Ray here on RTHK Radio 3. Right now, you can hear all about his birthday celebrations and his most memorable interview. And of course, how he got into the radio business in the first place. Here is Uncle Ray's birthday special, Backstory. I was influenced by my older brother. He's 10 years my, my senior. And he got into Rudy Fusion first. That's in 1949. And no, no, before that, he I entered in 1949. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what what made me uh, join Rudy Fusion was cable radio in those days. That's okay, what, forgive what, me. I don't know what ra- cable radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. No, it's just that you know in, in those days uh, they have this uh, box, this square box. I they, see. They rent it at ten dollars a month, and you have only four stations. Okay. One English and three uh, Chinese. Chinese, yeah. And my brother was there working like mad. And uh, I was in the Hong Kong Bank for four years after the Second World War. What were you doing in the Hong Kong Bank? Was that one of your first jobs then? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what happened was uh, I was a schoolboy when the war broke out. I was 17. And then, of course, my, whole, the, my mom and sisters and all went to Macau because there's a Portuguese uh, little enclave. And uh, I stayed behind with my dad. And then when, when the Japanese try, uh, started to close in on my dad because he's a senior man in the Hong Kong bank, so my dad said, hey, son, you, you, you better go to Macau. So I went to Macau. So I stayed in Macau until 1945, the end of the Second World War. Yeah. When I came back with a pack, with a pack of good friends, all teenagers, uh, I would say teenagers, but we were about early, uh, early 20s, we, we, uh, we sort of uh, jog along to Stanley Prison because all the offices were closed. There's no, no jobs available except the Hong Kong Bank and the government. So Stanley Prison being a government. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we went there and uh, applied for the warder's job looking after prisoners. So, so, and the, the, the Stanley was very nice. They, they took the whole bunch of us, over 20. And we had a good time there. And uh, the funny thing was, during the war, we were short of tin goods, you know, like corned beef and, and all that. So when we went, when we worked in Stanley, at the end of each week, we had a, a bag of tin goods, corned beef and all. We were so happy. But guess what? We took this this bag to the Stanley village and sold it to the... <laughs> Wow, very smart. Yeah, sold it to the, to the market, you know, and, and that's our pocket money. Amazing. Okay, so tell us, your brother then was working in the cable radio and yeah. you were inspired by him. Yeah, well, uh, I was inspired by him before that because mm-hmm. he, uh, I used to listen to his collection of 78 you know, records, one record, one song, you know, and I was listening to Bing Crosby, Deanna Durbin and Andrew Sisters and all that. I was then uh, if influenced by him. 
Yeah. And where was your first radio station then? Did you start off in RTHK? Uh, no, 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 no. I started off in Rediffusion. Okay. What happened was, uh, uh, came 1949, uh, four years later, my, my brother said, well, uh, do you want to join Rediffusion? I said, that, that's, that's, that's good. I said, because I'm fed up with the bank anyway, because in those days they, they don't have computers. They have these huge ledgers that you carry from the floor to the desk and check accounts. And I was sick to my stomach with, with this uh, Hong Kong bank. So I, I, I quit. I, my, my dad was really upset, you know. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, he didn't, he didn't, he's been in the bank for so long, he has no idea what it means to a young boy mm. to like to do what he liked to do. You see? And, so, and he, he was not a music lover anyway. <laughs> so yeah. so, so that, that's the big difference. So I went to uh, join Rediffusion, and it was funny. They had an American boss called Frank Harris. So the first time I, I, I was interviewed by an American fellow, you see? and he said, why do you want to join us? That's simple. I, I like music. So good. Can you start, can you start on Monday? I said, wow. It's just like over the weekend, you know, start on Monday. I thought, I said, yeah, sure I can. But then I got a little brave and I said, how much are you going to pay me? <laughs> <laughs> then comes this, oh, this blockbuster, you know, he said, $700. I said, what, $700? He said, not enough. Do you want more? I said, no, 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 that's quite enough. For four years in the Hong Kong bank, I was getting $214. Oh, my goodness. And, and this offer of 700 for just a first... And in, and in those days, if I may say... It's a lot of money. I know. Wow. And the beauty is I knew nothing about radio. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, did you want more money? Uncle Ray, you should yeah. have asked him. You should have said, oh, yeah. No, I, I, I was... You're an honest man. <laughs> no, I was scared. <laughs> I was frightened to even even think about it. You know, seven hundred dollars. I was shocked with the, the figure, and he thought that that wasn't enough. You know, I said no, no, no more, more than enough. I said, but but the fun, the, the beauty came. Where I said, can you start on Monday? I said, yes, all right, but start on Monday. But I know nothing about radio, you know. And you said that in the interview. Huh? And you said that in the interview. You said That's you right. know nothing about uh, exactly. So, so I said, what, uh, what should I do? He said, well, uh, why don't you be a scriptwriter? Start off being a scriptwriter. In those days, disc jockeys are not like today. You just put on the mic and you talk, you know. They, you have to follow the script. And the script is, uh, comes from me because I write the script, you see. So I, I, I've been writing script. But I know nothing about script writing. So I had to look through the <laughs> American catalog English catalog to see how they write scripts, and I learned from there. So I, I was pretty good, and, and being a young man, you, I was very creative you know, as well. Very quick too. So I was writing good scripts, you see. And um, one day, uh, 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 an elderly man came to for for a visit to Rediffusion, and uh, I, I have no idea who who he is, but. After his uh, preliminary uh, meeting with my boss, not not Frank Harry, but the Dun uh, Roy Dunlop, who is the Canadian boss, he's in charge of the station, see? And he said, um, he said, Ray, why don't you look after our visitor? Because I'm, I'm very busy. I said, okay, okay. 
but I have no idea who, who this man is, you know. And so I said, I was only voicing one program. I like jazz so much. I, like, I, I love being, uh, I love playing the drums, you know. So I, I, um, I said, I'll interview him. But I had no idea that this man is so big, so important. He has interviewed all the big names in America and England, like Duke Ellington, uh, Count Basie, and all these big, wow. big names. Wow. I was shocked. And you had no idea, and you're about to interview him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was like a green horn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Uncle Ray. And so, but, but wait, wait till you hear the end of this story. So I interviewed him. I had a lovely one hour of progressive jazz with this guy called, uh, what's his name now? Uh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, later I found out that he was the, Director of the radio station in Switzerland. Wow! He, director, he's the boss. You Did know? you find out after the interview or just before? After, <laughs> after the interview. So uh, he he gave me a very lovely interview because he knew so much, you know. And uh, came the, the evening. I said, "What am I going to do with this man?" So I say, well, "I'll take him to a nightclub." So I went, took him to Hong Kong side on the first floor of. Um, a building in Central called Blue Heaven. It's facing Queen's Theatre. Okay. And, and on the first floor, there was a, a quartet, a Filipino quartet, uh, and a lady singer. The lady, the lady singer is Estelle, Estella, and she was the daughter of the band leader, you know. So, oh, this guy had a wonderful time listening to this. And I, I, there was a long table of uh, staff and members of commercial radio. Nothing to do with me, you see, but they were celebrating something. At the head of the table was George Ho, you know. So I went to George and uh, sort of offered my congratulations and all that. And, he, and this is what he said to me that I will always remember. He said, Ray, my only regret in radio is that you're not working for me. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I said, George, well, one never knows, maybe someday I will. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Well, Uncle Ray, let's talk about something that I've wanted to interview you about, your birthday celebrations. Oh, yeah. You're well. going to be 90 on the 12th of December. Very easy to remember, the 12th of the 12th. Oh, wait, wait, i got to tell you something else. Two years ago, it was my 88th birthday, and happens to be the 12th uh, day of the 12th month of 2012. Oh so my. there are three twelves. Of course. And even what's more amazing is that if you deduct 100 years for my 88, it's also 12. Uncle Ray, <laughs> Four that's, that's amazing. Oh, it, it 12 was, of the 12th of the 12th, and then from 100, deduct 12, it's 88. Yeah, wow. Did you figure this out or did somebody... No, no, no. I, 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 you I, were thinking about it. I was thinking about it. I, I know it was 312, but I didn't know the fourth one until somebody told me. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, this year, it's even bigger and better. It's your 90th birthday. Well, I think I'm not... I cannot guarantee, but I think I'm the only man in the world <laughs> being a disc jockey at 90 and uh, five nights a week, three hours a night, 
Well, there may be some somebody around the world, maybe more than No, 90. it's you, Uncle Ray. You know, but, every time you're around RTHK yeah. and when the guest sees oh. you, they're so amazed because it takes a certain type of guide to be to have that sort of energy. What is your secret? You do Monday to Friday. I can tell Three you. nights a week. Yeah. Sorry, three, th- three hours a night. Three hours a night. It was four hours, actually. It was. It was until I had a heart operation, an yes. open heart operation, which was uh, uh, I was already over 80. And uh, the, the prof- uh, doctor who was a pr- uh, professor in Queen Mary, he, uh, normally he would, he would not operate anybody over 80. But because I was in he- heavily introduced by another doctor from QE, and Dr. Ho, see, and he's, uh, uh, until today, he's still my doctor, you know? Duncan Ho? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, Charles Ho. Charles Ho. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Duncan? <laughs> There's another uh, Duncan Ho uh, oh, who yeah. comes on uh, back chat sometimes. Uh, maybe they're re- related. Related. Both heart doctors. <laughs> I was strongly recommend, recommended by Charles Ho and, and this doctor, uh, Chang. Uh, I can't remember his initial now, Chang. He, he, he agreed to do it. And he did a wonderful job. If I'm still alive, <laughs> that's the wonderful news. And to celebrate your 90th, your 90th birthday, birthday as well. Yeah. So there may be. Uh, I, I'm just guessing now that there may be some other uh, disc jockey uh, doing the job at 90. But my advantage is that I'm doing five nights a week. They may they may even do one one program a week and 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 no we want you to do five nights <laughs> a week but Uncle Ray in seriousness did you ever think about taking it easy because you know it's it's a commitment you come to work Monday to Friday did you ever has it ever crossed your mind well, that you, you since you said take it easy uh, I I am easy during my show. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy the three hours I'm doing. Yeah. It's like the part of my life, you know, and uh, I've got to be happy to do, do what you're doing. Otherwise, forget it. You know, just just drop it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So can you tell us, do you have any like special health tips? Are you, are you into like any fitness things so that people will know? No, not really. I have given tip to uh, on over t- on TV interview and all that. I, I I think it's a it's a logical sort of tip. I said every morning when you wake up, you must take two glasses of warm water. I've what, heard that before. You heard that? Yeah. Why is that? I, I, so I simple. Have no idea. <laughs> the, especially in people in US and UK, they they work very hard during the day, and after their job, they they go home, and. Uh, they cook a dinner, a home home cooked dinner, and they eat like like hell. And then after that, they will sit down and watch TV for about two hours or something, and then they go to bed. What they had consumed is still in the stomach, yeah, all night. So the next morning, you have to take these two glasses of warm water to clean it up. Okay, I'll bear that in mind. That is exactly what I'll be doing from now on, Uncle Ray, I promise you. So as soon as I wake up, before I brush my teeth, two mm. glasses of warm water. Warm water. And that's what you do. Yes. And that's how you're going to celebrate your 90th birthday oh, as well. Well, I, I, think, I think that that's a, a re- really a heartwarming advice. Yeah, absolutely. So what's special about this year for your birthday celebrations? Well, thanks to RTHK, a, a big show will be uh, mounted for me on the 7th of December, uh, 
which is a Sunday, I think. It is. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a problem because uh, when we started uh, looking for bands and big names in October, none of them could promise me, none of them could commit themselves because they, wow, come December, we may have our own show and, you know, we can't promise you now. So, so we were stuck. But the only big name who, who probably just, just because he's a friend of mine as well is Jackie Cheung, Cheung Ho Yao. Wow. He, and I, I know him so well, and he has a regular Filipino band called, uh, Andrew, uh, Tuason, who's the son of that big Tuason man in the Hilton yeah. Hotel for over 20 years. You know, they were together. So, so I, I'm very, I'm very happy that, that, uh, Jackie agreed to, to perform. And then uh, another surprise is that uh, Teddy Robin and the Playboys, as you know, they're all over 70 now. Still Playboys. (laughs) (laughs) The play men. (laughs) (laughs) And Teddy Robin is still around, but he doesn't sing anymore. He plays the guitar and he likes to play uh, Santana music. So he even got a name, Teddy Santana. And he'll be performing as well. Yeah. Well, he's going to uh, uh, form a group of uh, sons of the Playboys. Of course. So, so it's going to be the... Uh, Their children. Uh, call it the, the new generation. Or something like yeah, that. the new generation. Okay, Uncle Ray, but how will you be celebrating your actual birthday? I'm sure our listeners will be wondering. Of course, there lots of people will want to celebrate with you. Have you got any special plans? Uh, well, I'll have my own party on the 12th, which, which is a big one at the KCC. I had, I had the same party when I celebrated my 88th birthday. And, uh, this time I am inviting older friends, friends that I've known for over 40 years. They, wow. They'll be coming because it's, it's my 90th, you know. Absolutely. And of course, uh, I, I have uh, big names also to p- perform, like, uh, uh, the MC for the, for that night will be Anders Nelson. Oh, uh, Anders. And of course, he will be singing some songs as well. And I have Albert Au, who is, uh, he's MC together with uh, Alison Howe. And Albert will be singing a couple of songs. And of course, awesome. I have, uh, Rowena Cortez with, wow. uh, Perry Martin. She, she's now Mrs. Martin, you know? Yeah. Uh, they'll be performing. And then we got this Elvis Presley fan club. Uh, I've got one table of the mostly the committee members, and they all love to sing. They all love karaoke, you know. So, but the time is uh, limited, so I I allow them half an hour, uh, whoever they want to pick. And there's one guy called Perrick uh, Lee. He sounds exactly like uh, Elvis Presley. Oh, unbelievable! Oh, wow. A Chinese. He's a doctor, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Another doctor. <laughs> Another doctor. And uh, oh, he 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 really sounds like Elvis Presley. Wow. So he'll be singing as well. And then, uh, well, the others, uh, the other singers were all. Oh, Christine Sampson will be there. I invited Christine to the party with her, with her husband Romy. And said, oh, can I bring my sisters along? I said, well, well, are they here? So yeah, both of them will be here in Hong Kong. That's Vicky and Lynn. Uh, yeah, they, they'll be here as well. Wow. So you, you have a massive party. You got a um, Sampson sisters. Wow. <laughs> That's going back a long time, and they sound so much like uh, the Maguire sisters, you know. They're really good. Uncle 
Sorry, have you had some uh, lovely uh, birthday notes from your fans all around the world as well, out of curiosity? Well, I uh, there's one chap, a very, very mysterious fellow. I think his surname is Chan. He, he is not a, a requester, so to speak, on my show. He, he only sends me a birthday card every uh, year. And this year, he was the first one. He's always very early. He sent me a beautiful uh, 90th birthday card. Beautiful card. And uh, with all the, the, all the information of, uh, of the 90th birthday, you have people like uh, Doris Day celebrating the same year and all that. Oh, oh it's so, so he's nice. He's so thoughtful. Very nice of him. So, so I thank him on the air. Being the first one. Yeah. Okay, Uncle Ray, we're, we're coming up towards the end, but I do want to ask you a little bit about what your regular day is like. You know, these are questions that I, I, I have this opportunity. I do want to ask mm. you, do you wake up early? Do you exercise every day? What is, there must be something more than just the two glasses of water oh, a day. <laughs> my, my exercise is simply <laughs> just love your music. You know, <laughs> you know I, I, my second part of my life is at home listening to music. I have 20,000, over, over 20,000 uh, LPs. Over 20,000? 20,000. 20, you like, fill this whole... It's like a record shop. Oh, you know? my goodness. Uh, because, and the, th- the beauty about these 20,000 is most of them are autographed by the artists, you know, like Diana Ross and the, the local artists like Jackie Chung, all the... And I've got 20,000, over 20,000 LPs that's in my one room, and the other room was only CDs. <laughs> so... My home is surrounded by music, and, and, and uh, it's music all my life. I think uh, I, I don't sleep much, actually, at my age, you know. Uh, a couple of hours here, a couple of hours there is good enough for me. Yeah. Uncle Ray, you've interviewed so many big names in your career, absolutely amazing interviews throughout your entire life. What's sort of the most memorable interview that you've done, and... Also, oh, what's the most embarrassing one that you must have had some funny stories? You know, oh. I love the I love the Beatles one that you oh. had when oh. you went to the the press conference and then oh. your your microphone or your the thing didn't work. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> the Beatles was something else. I it was 1964. I was already in, in uh, working in Radio Hong Kong, and uh, they they sent me to the BBC for three months course. So I had this three months course in the BBC, and then at the end of it, I had two free weeks, uh, two weeks of free time. Uh, what am I going to do with two weeks? So I, I said, I better do some interviews, uh, collect some interviews, bring back with me to Hong Kong. So I, I went up to EMI, went to EMI, and I saw this, this gentleman there, an elderly gentleman by the name of Stan Stern. I didn't know who he was, but then I introduced myself. And he said, what can I do for you, young man? I said, well, I want to do some interviews to bring back to Hong Kong with me. He said, well, who who would you like to interview? I said, well, at top of my list, of course, the Beatles. But I had no idea he, how important this Stan Stern was. He picked up the phone and called up Brian Epstein, the manager of the Beatles, and just spoke to him like two old buddies, you know. Wow. He just called up and said, Brian, he said, uh, I have a young man from Hong Kong, who uh, this jockey who wants to interview the Beatles. And... Brian snapped him up right away. He said, oh, perfect timing. Tomorrow we're having a press conference uh, at our head office. Send him along. The big problem now comes. I don't even have a recorder. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I, I was thinking of only just writing down interviews, you know. And this, this dancer was so nice. He said, oh, no, don't worry, don't worry. EMI will lend you a, a recorder. But I had no idea that in those days the recorder was so out of fashion. It's a box, heavy box, a seven-inch open reel, you know. Wow, no, yeah. sorry, five-inch open reel. But I, I had no choice, so I, I, I took that along. But the beauty about this interview was I passed on a, a magazine store close to the head office, and I saw this magazine, Fab Magazine of the Beatles. But I had no idea the whole magazine was Beatles. But I, I bought it anyway. At two shillings six, which is one dollar something in Hong Kong. <laughs> That's how much I paid for it. And uh, I, I got this, I put it under my armpit. I went up to the NAMS Enterprises, the Beatles headquarters. Guess who I met at the door? Paul McCartney. Huh. What? Oh my God. <laughs> and he was so casual. He is such a nice fellow. He said, Hi, he said, what's that you got in your armpit? I said, oh, a magazine about you boys from Fair Magazine. He said, uh, oh, I haven't, I haven't seen that. Can I have a look? I said, yeah, sure. So I handed it to him. I said, while you're looking, can you autograph it to me? <laughs> <laughs> That's a natural question to ask. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I said, no, no problem. So he, he put to, to, I wasn't Uncle Ray then, I was just Ray, you know. He said, to Ray, best wishes, Paul McCartney. But I had no idea that as he flipped the pages, he saw his photo, he signed the second one, then the third one, the fourth one. The, he signed the whole magazine, Paul McCartney. He well, signed every single every, page. Everyone that has his picture. Wow. And I said, wow. I, said, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So I went to John Lennon. And Lennon, of course, he saw what Paul did. He did the same thing. So <laughs> I had two major Beatles there on the, on the, on the magazine's autographs. And then, of course, uh, George Harrison and Ringo Starr follow suit, you know. And I have altogether 24 signatures of the Beatles. It's worth a fortune. Of course. You know? And I came back to Hong Kong, and I didn't think for a second how much the magazine is worth. I just threw it under my bed and all that. <laughs> Until I until I read in the news how much the autograph is worth, my goodness, I took it right away and put it in the Hong Kong Bank safe deposit box. <laughs> Good idea. Where is the magazine now? Did you auction sure. it off? It's still there? Well, uh, the beauty about this is, is uh, I have another magazine, also fab, and I, I say, I got, I got to have the, the signatures again. So I, I bought the second magazine, and I met the Beatles uh, at the Kai Tech Airport. And then they, I, I got them to autograph the second magazine. You have two magazines, two magazines full of full of Beatles thing, and it's unbelievable thing. It's opened all that in two weeks because I went to see them in the NAMS Enterprises. The following day, they had a, an interview only for foreign correspondents. And I, yeah, I were say, you well, foreign correspondent because you know, you're I from Hong that. Kong? Exactly. So I, I was up there again. And Paul said, "You again." <laughs> I said, yeah. He said, where are you from? I said, Hong Kong. He said, oh, we're going to Hong Kong. He said, we know nothing about Hong Kong. I said, what, what, can you, what advice can you give us? I said, well, the minute you arrive in Hong Kong, you must go to Wan Chai. Remember the district, Wan Chai? The, we call it the red light district. <laughs> Did you really say that? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. I had to go there. <laughs> What did you do with the second magazine? Is oh. it also in the deposit safe? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, both of them are there. there. Uh, just waiting uh, for the right time to sell. Yeah. Um, wow. uh, uh, you know, even if I sell, uh, I still have 
have to keep one. Uncle Ray, out of curiosity, do you always play、um, the LP, the vinyls, or do you ever play? Do you ever go digital?、No. Do you ever download from? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think I'm the only one in the world、uh, proudly say that、uh, I'm the one man who handles the computer,、uh, the window media player. Yep. And I have sixty thousand songs there. Sixty thousand. Sixty thousand songs, and I of course I have a bag full of CD, CDs, and of course I receive phone calls, emails, and all that. And I'm just a one man handling all. A one man band. One man band. <laughs> Can't imagine in the good old days you 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 have a technician on the other room、uh, handling the playing the music while you. While you、uh, announce as a DJ, and you give them hand signal, by the time they give you the mic, it's already about a couple of seconds late. <laughs> exactly, because you do all of this by yourself. By myself, and when I have visitors coming into the studio, they, wow, can't imagine you doing this all by yourself at ninety. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Ray, you're so amazing, and can I just say I really, really enjoyed our chat. I always enjoy interviewing you and chatting to you. Can I just say a very, very happy 90th birthday to you? Thank you, thank you so much, Noreen. Nice talking to you.